You're listening to the Laughing Couple Podcast with your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Okay. Look at our setup. Look at this. I feel like we're I feel like we're hosting uh like a Christmas special or something. It's like we are or something. Yeah. Except except we actually have real people and we're it's in the our Santa lunar. Claus parade. <laughs> okay, so we have I'm like I'm sweating because I'm so excited, but also nobody knows we just talked to them for twenty minutes um because we had technical difficulties. We have Brad Kessel and Cecilia here. Hi guys. Hello. Hey how are you? Hey guys, how are you doing? Thanks for being so patient. It's, no, it's no the Canadian in you. Yeah. We're very, very happy to to be talking with another couple. We think that your display in the background is Beautiful. amazing. It does look like a winter wonderland. Wherever you are in your home right now, it looks amazing. The rest of so it much. is an absolute dumpster fire. So we're not gonna pan yeah. at all. This there is a one no this is a one-shot pony here. <laughs> but thank you very much. My wife decorated it herself with my mother-in-law. Yeah, Ryan watched. Yeah. It was lovely. <laughs> Hopefully you um, got the drinks at least. Yeah, he was drinking. <laughs> was happening. You know what would have been better if we had some deuce. Deuce yeah. vodka. All yeah, right. Okay. Our our next podcast will make sure you've got that. And I awesome. uh, I can literally say that if if we had some deuce vodka right now, if you were having a drink, we were having a drink. This podcast would just instantly, honestly, just be so much. Would it go? No, it would be <laughs> way better because the the more the more you drink. The, the, the better, better we sound, especially 100%. the better I sound. The funnier, for sure. Well, I can promise Absolutely. you in our coffee mugs, there is zero coffee in there. <laughs> but there is water. Vodka. Yeah. Pure vodka. Oh, there is. There is. There is. Those would have been okay, good. Those are my kind of people. Well, we are your we would, kind of we people. We got to pick up the kids, so yeah. we're going to just Uber them home. Um, <laughs> say, so before... Before we get into like all of the things, we do this icebreaker, uh, which we guys told you about called I Love You and You're Annoying, where you guys get the opportunity to tell us one thing about your partner that is like super annoying. We know you love each other. We just want to hear that one thing. Celia already has her. She's ready to go. I'm going to give you the floor. I'm a little worried, to be honest with you, that we might get something like ground earth shattering (laughs) on this one. Let's hear it. And I will say just a quick sidebar. Before Cece and I do anything, if we, in, you know, if we're going to go, we're so aligned as a team. This is the first time, though, that that this is going to happen where we haven't really discussed something of like, okay, are we going to go mild, medium, or hot? <laughs> we rarely do interviews together. This is very, very special. Yeah. So now that you're like, I love you, and you're mm-hmm. annoying, mm-hmm. I do wonder what what she's going to say. But as soon as I say it, he'll know. He'll He's be like, know. oh yeah, you've been saying this for yeah. five years. So. And you yeah, don't trick- get to rebuttal until she's done. The trick, the trick here, Brett, is you just go second. Yeah. Yes, 100%. I agree. And then you know the temperature of the room. Yeah. So what is it, babe? Um... That you stack all the dishes in the dishwasher, even if the dishwasher is empty, or in the sink, even if the dishwasher is empty. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's that's like, uh, 100%. <laughs> but <laughs> it is a mystery. It's a massive mystery because Brett has um, OCD and everything has to be, yeah, it's a weird, it's just this one weird thing. So, are, like, you stack them in the sink when they're dirty? Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. So is the dishwasher sure. in proximity far? That would be the weirdest thing in the world if he just stacked them in the dishwasher when they were clean. No, I just meant like maybe he was like, um, it's like he'd rather clean them and put them to dry on the other side of the sink oh, rather than yeah. just, you know what I no, mean? No, that would be fine. No, what 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 I do is it, it's, it's, a, it's a system and I'll explain the system. So I'm clearing the table from dinner or any meal that we have and I'll organize everything. So it's not a small oh, plate, yeah. then a big plate, then a mini time. plate. It's all the big ones, probably eight big ones. Yeah. Then I put about four medium ones and I put all the little ones and I stack all the kids cups like this and everything. That's how I organize it. Right. Then, which takes longer there, than it would. To then put I put it in the dishwasher. The dishwasher. Right. That so way I can clean. Honey, no. But, but by then I'm already distracted <laughs> or I'm like, it's good enough. It's in the sink. I'll move on with my day. Mm-hmm. So yes, I, I rarely once on a blue moon will actually come back to the sink to put it in the dishwasher. And I think I know why that ups, that that frustrates you because you're like, okay, well, clearly he put it in the sink because the dishwasher is also this full. Happens, yeah. Right. But then right. CC opens the dishwasher. No, so I'll it. I'll go, I'll see the dishes and I'll think, oh, dishwasher's full, carry on with my day. Kids gotta go, don't have time to empty it. I'll come back around. I have time in my day. The kids are napping. I'm yeah. going to put the dishes in the dishwasher, open the dishwasher. And so, cause I add mine to the pile, open the dishwasher, it's empty. <laughs> so I, I gotta be honest with you. Last night we had this same, it wasn't an argument. It was very peaceful. Was it? It was very gentle <laughs> because this is Brittany. Brittany does the same hold thing. Hold on. No, no, hold up. No, you said this you can't rebut. You said you this can't rebut. not about me. So, so here's how, here's how okay. it worked. I said to Brittany, I said, gently, Brittany, the dishwasher is empty. There are things in the dishwasher that are slightly dirty because they were used. Can you please put your dirty dishes in the dishwasher? Because if the dishes that are in the dishwasher stay in the dishwasher without being washed, you, they'll you go moldy. You wanted them to, you want me to fill it Just so we fill can it. start it. Okay. Fill it so we can start it, yeah. which in another way is saying, please don't put it in the sink. Okay. But in my defense, I feel like I'm running around and sometimes I just throw everything <laughs> in the sink so I don't see them like cluttered on the counter. And then like, I'll get back to it and like wash it at the end of the day. And like, let's not forget, I make every meal in this house. So yeah, that is just the saint over here. Now yeah. I'm going to, is it okay if I, if I refer to you as CC, because I've heard it three times now and I, and I just want to make sure that I'm allowed to do that. Cause your good friend, Stephen Lee Olson, I thought Stephen short form is Steve called him he Steve. Like, not no. happy. He's like, no bro, that's not my name. Now On that's funny because yeah, I mean, he's, he's so such funny. a young guy. He's such a young parent and everything like that. And Steve is just such an old name. It is. He's like, I never so, yeah. thought about it. Yeah, he's yeah. like, no, he's like, I'm not Steve. You can call me Steve, but never Steve. Like Steve is like, he cleans the gutters and stuff on like a Thursday afternoon. Like that's not Steven, <laughs> yeah. right? That's what he said. That's a big difference. Um, okay, funny. Brett, it's your turn. You get to do one and just tread gently because we have the entire podcast left and we want CCTV. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> aware. Oh, no, go ham. We might as well get our therapy out here. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> this I is what the chairs are for. completely aligned with you, with you, uh, Brett on, on that. And exactly how you're like, okay, no, I'm just going to clear this area. Just put it all in the sink and get to it later. That's that's exactly my <laughs> rationale. My challenge that I find annoying is on Cecilia's nightstand. <laughs> and so we both have the same nightstand and there's nothing better than coming into your bedroom. And it's like a, your bed is perfectly made. I love to make the bed. I love when it looks beautiful, like a, like a wonderful like hotel, hotel suite. Yeah. Right. Just, it just looks amazing. And then I just glance over to Cecilia's nightstand 
where there's 75 <laughs> rolled up Kleenexes, four empty wrappers of something, four empty bottles of water, a lamp is tipped over, vitamins are Things here. Get aggressive. It's at just night. It, it looks it, it, it looks like the the Edmonton dump. <laughs> Okay, so, that's a little so extreme. Me, but so I do have this, chronic allergies. So, so let me get this straight. You like the look of a hotel when you arrive, and you like the look of a hotel when you leave. Yeah, you both yes. like hotels. It's still the hotel look. It's fine. It's just the morning after. Yeah, the morning after. <laughs> I'm notorious for like the six glasses of water. They just build up. I feel like it's signs. Do you remember yeah. the movie Signs, where like all of the the glasses of water like were part of the aliens when they came? That's that's part of Signs, right? Yeah, absolutely. I swear it yeah. is. Yes. Just keep swinging. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm trying to make a Christmas deal with him that we can switch, that he'll do the dishwasher and I'll do the nightstand. Get it. <laughs> so you guys only right have on two track. things that annoy each other about each other. Like if you solve those two, everything else is like perfect. You're good. That's well, amazing. Then, we'd probably have to find something else. Yeah. Well, I mean, on a, on a but annoying is like a little thorn in your backside yeah. that doesn't really become a massive yeah. issue. I mean, in and, marriage and, and that's fair because I was going to say that whenever we talk about it for a while, when I would talk, talk to him about it, he would get triggered, but I'm like, this isn't to um, say that it's bad, wrong, good, whatever. I just want to know the, the, um, the root, the root of it. Like what's the thought behind it? I just want to, I want to understand because this is such a strange thing for somebody Let who has understand you better. Such a clean, yeah, everyone has, help me such help a clean you. Freak, and I'm like, it's one thing that I just don't get. <laughs> have you ever had an embarrassing BO moment? I sure have. Like the time I thought the teenage boy beside me at the grocery store stunk only to get in my car and realize it was me. <laughs> embarrassing, but we've got the solution. Lumi whole body deodorant. Say goodbye to BO worries forever. Unlike some other deodorants, Lumi is powered by mandelic acid, a game changer for 72 hour odor control everywhere. It was inspired by patients' concerns about private part odor. Six years on and with over 300,000 five-star reviews, Lumi keeps us confident from head to toe. Plus, it's seriously safe anywhere on your body. Pits, thigh folds, belly buttons. Don't forget under boobs and vulvas. Yes, this is true. Plus butt cracks and feet. Created by an OBGYN, Lumi is clinically proven to block odor for up to 72 hours. Baking soda free, paraben free, and with fresh scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage and toasted coconut and for new customers the lumi starter pack has you covered with a solid stick deodorant cream tube deodorant two free products of your choice and free shipping don't miss out as our special offer you get five dollars off lumi starter packs with code tlc at lumideodorant.com that's right over 40 percent off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code tlc that's l-u-m-e deodorant.com control your body odor anywhere with lumi I love starting my day off with a breakfast that makes me feel good. This also involves waking up before my kids to have those quiet moments of peace before the chaos. Absolutely. And Magic Spoon is perfect for that. No artificial ingredients, natural flavors, and zero artificial coloring. Plus, it's great for various lifestyles, whether you're gluten-free, soy-free, or just want to add some more protein. And the variety pack is amazing with flavors like cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. So nostalgic. My favorite has to be frosted. It's like a guilt-free treat with zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four to five grams of net carbs per serving. Wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes. It's a game changer. So if you're looking for a tasty breakfast, quick snack, or an easy meal, Magic Spoon's got you covered. 
Head to magicspoon.com slash TLC and don't forget to use the code TLC at checkout to save $5 off your order. And here's the best part. If you don't love it, Magic Spoon has a 100% happiness guarantee. They'll refund you your money, no questions asked. Try a delicious bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash TLC. Use code TLC to save $5. A big thanks to Magic Spoon for sponsoring this episode. You are mo- you've just moved into your dream home and you're renovating it. How's that? How does that work with <laughs> OCD behaviors? It's one of the most difficult <laughs> things for me to manage my anxiety, to know yeah. what this incredible property is going to become, to know how far we've come already. I'm extremely proud of the work that Cecilia has done as well as our team. So it's difficult for me not to lash out just in what, what's my, what my personality is when things aren't getting done, when actually they are getting done, they're just getting done in time. Yeah. And I have to really, really work on my patience. Um, so that's been a struggle for me, but I, all, at the same time, I'm very grateful that I feel like I'm, I'm navigating through it reasonably well. And one of the things in terms of the dishes, a sol- <laughs> uh, thing that we've solved is one of the weirdest goals I've ever had in my life was to get to a point where we can have an amazing space and a gorgeous kitchen <laughs> and have two dishwashers Ooh, side by side that you won't so use the on sink, sink, side of the dishwasher sink. here and a but, dishwasher there. But this is so why, I get that. This is why it's been such <clears> a focus. The dish, the dishes, which is so funny. How long are we going to talk about this? But I love it. Um, I do feel like we actually did do a poll last year or the year before it ended up going kind of like one of the most viral things on our stories, because this is something in everyone's marriage. There's the, like, it may not always be the dishwasher, but it kind of seems it, it's like that, um, that means that, that says this person, you know, who likes their temperature at freezing cold. And then it'll show yes. this person who likes it at very hot will find each other and will marry each other. And that's kind of the same with the dishwasher and how we kind of function and operate. But what really brought it to light is I said, okay, Brett, we're going to do two dishwashers, but then you can't leave them in the sink. (laughs) He still said, I'll probably still leave them in the sink. Probably. (laughs) They'll just look beautiful in the kitchen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We had a a therapist came on one time because ours is the laundry. Brittany can't stand me with the laundry. I'm terrible with it. I get it. I admit it. It is the sink for me. Uh, and we had this therapist on one time who said, you didn't marry Ryan because he's good at laundry. Right. So you need to figure out why you love Ryan, why you married Ryan, and then find a structure that works for the laundry, because that's not your marriage. Your marriage has nothing to do with the laundry. Yeah. It has everything to do with Ryan and how it works. And you got to find a way to, to make it work. So it sounds to me like the, the two dishwasher system is the same advice that you got that we got and it's going to work out for you guys in the new house. That's great. Totally. Totally. Um, for sure. And there, there's something to be said there too, because we talked a little bit about this before we hopped on and that's the balance of kids and family and life. And as things change, I think we all have such come into it with different um, belief systems and conditioning from our own family. And then you come into it and you bring those expectations and go. <laughs> and try yeah. not to fight, try not to argue about it. It's like, oh, my mom always did the laundry. Your dad always did the laundry, right? You know, whatever the situation is. And then you try to replicate that, but it doesn't always come out in translation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking and I of, think, go ahead. And I think it's very important for, for us in every different season 
and every different chapter of our marriage, which you could take it month by month, you could take it year by year, you could take it decade by decade, you know, us crossing over and being 10 years into this marriage is that there's an opportunity to change every time. Mm -hmm. There's an opportunity to start fresh and start today. And maybe something that worked before is not going to work now. It's good to reassess. Like we always talk about, um, we have these like informal, informal quarterly like meetings where we basically just have a glass of wine and we're like, listen, this was working the last three months, but right now you ain't doing yeah. shit or like something just happens and it doesn't work because it's a new it's season. never negative. <laughs> no, but we're not trying to make the other person wrong for it. We just say, Hey, look, like this is where I need your help here. What can I do for you? How do you guys manage? Um, like, I want to know about the transition because it's always fun to ask people, what was the hardest transition from no kids to one, one to two or two to three, which one yeah. was the hardest? That's a great question. They might be different. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. it's the same like, for you as it was for me. What What I'll do is I'll I'll just I'll just start and just truly express that every every situation and every family dynamic is unique. So for for us to compare our situation to your situation and yours to ours, um, I feel is is a disservice to the great parents that you must be and your how how your how your kids are thriving right. and the network in which you're creating the community in which you're creating so and what, what might work for us may not work for others that's that's right so we we i just want to want to say that just because we may have more kids or we may be busier as i hold up air quotation marks busy is so relative because sometimes I feel like I can handle a lot on my plate. That's the way that I was born and raised. That's, that's my genetic makeup, you know, but just because of that, it doesn't make us any better in any way, shape or form, but the transition, I'll just quickly talk about that. And Cece is, is a true expert on parenting. I'm convinced of it <laughs> after watching her do this for six straight years, 24 yeah. seven for almost six years with Mila. And I also married Cecilia for many reasons, but one of the greatest reasons was because I knew in my heart, she was going to be the best mom. I'm not saying a great mom. I'm saying <laughs> the best mom so and our three kids hit the lottery because they've got Cecilia. And I tell them that, and I'm going to tell them that when they're older, I'm going to tell them that when they're freaking 45 yes. and they'll be like, I'm having a struggle parenting. Why can't I do it like mom? And I'll be like, yeah, you probably can. Sorry, she was the best. Oh my gosh. You Don't know, say that. I won't. But transition. <laughs> One kid was very exciting, mm. but also um, extremely challenging for me because I'm still very selfish. Um, <laughs> I still am. It's a work in progress. But I was extremely selfish and I had the world, the world was my oyster. And travel, money, life, freedom, all of these things just happened. Whatever we wanted to do, and especially whatever I wanted to do, I could just do it. Right. Literally, if I had an idea in my head today that I want to go to Vegas, I would go to Vegas tomorrow. Why? Because I can. Which we did. We, we and we did. did. That, yeah, and we did that all the time. But now you've got a, a little baby and it was restructuring my mindset to understand the true blessings of this little kid, still understanding that I can do a lot of these great things to fill up my bucket and to bring me joy, mm -hmm. but understanding that it's not about me anymore, period, the end. Mm -hmm. And that was difficult not to share glory or anything. It was just to readjust my schedule and know that Cecilia 
is doing all of this for the children. I know that if I want to be the dad that I want to be, I need to be there 24 seven as well. Mm-hmm. And I really want it to be. Can I, so, can I touch on that one yes. before you go to the next one? Was um, <clears throat> I would say as well, there's a saying that says like the birth of your first is the death of self. <gasps> I love and, that. I just got kind of, I think that's like such a, such a great way to describe it because you can't possibly know until you're a parent, all the things that you're letting go of. And there's nothing in life quite like it. That's like, now you're responsible for this human. You have to keep them alive. And furthermore, as a mother, like typically and traditionally, it's the male that leaves the home, gets a bit of relief. Um, And any, any husband who has stayed at home with a newborn or a baby for a day, and a night, I would say it at minimum a day and a night would have an appreciation for the fact that a woman doesn't get to typically shower, get dressed up, have adult conversation, um, adult, you know, engagement and all of these things. And it's super vital. I feel for relationships for them to do that, to just yeah. have a deeper appreciation for what really goes into it. If you've committed to be a stay at home mom, mm-hmm. I don't know many people who experience newborns. I know a lot of people who babysit kids, maybe like six months and up, but there's a whole nother thing when you're like at home alone with a newborn. (laughs) It's like, it's a lot, but. And then when you add, like, I would say ours is similar, but at the same time, I think, cause we, we we weren't exactly planning our first, um, but she's (laughs) lovely and she's here. Um, but the second is hard because now you're not only managing your emotions within your relationship, your firstborn, but now you're honestly, you're managing everyone and making sure that they're getting their fill. Like as a mom, you're like, okay, I need to make sure my partner is getting this from me. My firstborn feels like they're important. And then my newborn, obviously they need me to stay alive. There's nothing left for you. And it's hard to manage. Yeah. It was difficult for us because, um, we had four years with our daughter before our son came around. We forgot. We were like, well, oh. that, that was hard in itself, but we had such a strong bond with our daughter. Um, we knew her, she knew us. And then all of a sudden it was trying to tell a four-year-old that the roles were different yeah. Um, yeah. without making her feel like she wasn't as, as important as she was before. She mm-hmm. couldn't have mom's time completely. She couldn't have my time completely. There was a lot of divide and conquer in that yeah. first year with it. That was really difficult for us. But Brett, you talked on, you, you had mentioned something and I'm so glad you did because in these interviews, you don't really typically get the rawness that you provide for us. And I don't want to step over it when you talked about uh, being selfish. Success is not convenient. Mm-hmm. It never has been. It never will be. And it really truly does require a degree of selfishness for you to be able to turn that off, to turn this one on completely and be fully present. When you're on stage in front of thousands and thousands and thousands of people winning awards left, right, and center, because you're still doing that. Mm -hmm. Congratulations, by the way, on the four. You you have to be fully present over here. And it's impossible to be fully present over here if you're fully present over here. How do you you allow yourself the freedom and flexibility to be in both places? Because you're a great father. You're an amazing partner from the sounds of it but you're incredibly successful and like in such demand to be on stage. There's a lot to unpack there. I mean, I really, really appreciate, but you know, so much of of what you said for me, there's a couple of things and I'm on this journey and I will never, there's no winning here. 
Like it's not that I'm going to win the game later on when I look back, it's a constant journey and it's very important for me to be self-aware. And in this current season that I'm in personally at, <clears throat> as a man, as an entertainer, as a husband, as a dad in this current season, I'm, I'm self-aware enough to know that I've, I've still made a lot of mistakes and I've made a lot of errors, but the minute that I think that those mistakes don't matter is that is when I'm losing at the game. Um, so for me, I'm in a season right now of true self-awareness and self-reflection because it's a brand new chapter with us as our kids are getting older. Cecilia is getting a lot busier in her business. We've bit off so much. I'm not going to say more than we can chew because happens. we're chewing it yeah. and, it and we're surviving, but it's being self-aware um, is the number one most important thing for me. And then also um, trying to achieve symmetry. And for me, balance is a word that is so it's, it's, it's used. It's a, it's an important word. It's a good word, but I don't want to do balance because balance to me means I have to take away from this to give to this. And I have to take away from this to give to this. I'm a guy who loves the word and not, or you can only do this or this bullshit. I want to do this and this. And if I don't have a mentor or someone to look up to that has done it, I want to figure out how to do it myself. That takes self-awareness and incredible partner. So instead of balance, I try to achieve symmetry. So both things can be going well, mirroring each other. And I can assure you that if my marriage is failing and if my, my life with my kids is failing, my business is pretty shitty too. Right. And if, but if, and if my business is shitty, it's also because this is shitty. If this is really good, it's very funny. My business is actually really good at the exact same time. So that's symmetry. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. It's difficult when you love something and your partner isn't aligned to it to not take that personally. But what I'm hearing is that you guys are committed to your relationship. You're committed to your family and those decisions you know, at sometimes they're selfish, sometimes they're not, but they require commitment on both parts. Because if you're going to be over here, someone has to be taking care of everything over here. Um, and now that you guys are in this new transition, you know, what I really hear is that you guys are having these conversations on a regular basis, checking in. And what I really like, because you said it earlier, you didn't put this word to it, but we use this word is you don't have any morality around it. It's not right or wrong. It's effective or ineffective. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. And you have to be generous with yourself and open with yourself to be able to accept that communication without really making it wrong. Right. So that's what I hear. It's very impressive to hear. If you're not, if you're not tuning you. in to yourself, how can you express your needs to another person? Exactly. So to take that time to sit with yourself, even if like, if there's a moment and I've worked on this really hard this year and I'm triggered and I'm pissed and I'm ticked and whatever, I will go sit with that not going to talk to anyone about it or react and really get to the root. And sometimes it has absolutely nothing to do with Brett. It happened. Right. Um, I, oh, I saw, I follow Russell Brand because he's hilarious and he's become this like 
spiritual guru, yes. but he puts it still in a funny way. And he said, if it's hysterical, it's historical. <laughs> and it's like, if you're out of control, it actually has nothing to do typically with what's in front of you. It's because it struck a nerve with something you haven't maybe healed right. Um, with your past self and then figure that out and then be able to express, okay, this is why that really hurt me or bothered me. Mm -hmm. And to be able to, yeah, just sit with it and sort your own shit out. (laughs) One of the, one of the things that I think about on a regular basis for me in self-reflection and self-evaluation of, of myself, as well as this, this relationship with Cecilia is that we're two humans and we've come together. We've created life We've created business, we've created opportunities, we've created a family, culture, community, because the two of us got together. But the reality is, is saying, is this serving us right now? Is this still what we want? And at the even at the end of, a, of an argument or a debate, um, or at the end of this season of self-reflection, I still can emphatically say, right now, I want this more than anything else. Mm -hmm. So I'm willing to let anything else go, which includes country music, which includes money, which includes fame and wealth and all of these external things. And I'm really driven by external validation, which is I think not the best thing when you actually bring (laughs) to an extent, I think that comes with the territory. But the thing I freaking love the most is Cecilia. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing I can't live without. Now, maybe just maybe, honestly, there could be a time where, it's like, yeah, maybe the thing is worth it. And that's okay too. You know? Actually. I mean, um, being honest with ourselves, it's like, you see so many relationships where they're doing it out of like needy right. entitlement, righteousness, self-righteous, like all of these things. And, and it actually is okay for relationships to end in a season. If both parties aren't being fulfilled, you see so many times they just hang on like for the kids or this or that. But it's like to be able to be honest with yourself, this relationship is still serving me and I I love you. I want to be here. So how are we going to figure this out? Mm-hmm. But then that also on our part, if Brett's going to be that bold and say that he would be willing to sacrifice it all, I also have to be respectful and really choose my battles on like so that he does trust when I say this is too much, this is stretching us too thin and your family needs you then, you know, there's that major trust that he's going to trust my judgment. And I'm not just like, you know, call it like, uh, what is it? Crying wolf. And that I'm going to trust that he's going to follow through and show up for us. As for well. sure, because that could, uh, <clears throat> you know, create resentment too. If it's, right. yeah. if you know that I'll, I'll give everything, I'll give yeah. it all up. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of trust. For sure. Yeah. Um, we want to ask you one question. We ask. Okay. Where were you, Brett? And who did you call? Or maybe it was UCC who like, when you heard your, like your first song on the radio, (laughs) who was the first person you called? Or did someone call you and say, holy shit, I hear you on the radio, not your raspy voice because it was like previous to that. (laughs) So your true voice, but where, like, what were you doing? I always find like this moment is probably ingrained in your brain. There are many moments for me because there have been different versions of my career. You know, when I was a little kid, I was played on the radio as, a, as, a, as an 11 year old, a cover song of a Hank Snow song called I've Been Everywhere. They played it on a cassette on the local radio station called CFCW that was broadcast across, uh, across Alberta. And I remember hearing it at breakfast time. 
And I was with my grandparents, I was with my parents and my brother. And I just remember eating jam and toast, toast and jam, and how unbelievably excited I was <clears throat> to hear that. Right. But then my career, I graduated to a national level. And when I heard started with a song for the very first time, Cecilia was in the room. I feel like we were driving. And um, uh, that's right. We were driving on our way to, to the radio station to go celebrate the release of this single, but they had played it first. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I remember. Um, and you might have a different recollection, no, really but being cool. in the studio um, with Cecilia, celebrating that moment. And we, I'm a big celebration guy. Everyone else can have their first single on the radio and you know, just pull over and share a couple of tears and then keep on with your day. No, 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 no. I knew what station was going to play it. We brought in champagne, yeah. seven in the morning, champagne and orange juice. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we have a big old celebration with all the radio stations in Edmonton, our home city, how we can so it's a moment for them to remember the same way it's going to be a moment for me to remember because right. no one ever does that. Well, and it's a big deal. Funny story is that in the control room, we're drinking champagne. The song had been played. We're with the radio DJ. I do like a 20 minute interview. Cece's on, on the interview a little bit too. And Cece knocks over the champagne. I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I the equipment at Kissing Country. They went into emergency mode oh, where they had to go to another studio and blocked it out. And they had to, they had to like press the button, call an engineer oh at 645 in the morning and be like, Sorry, Jack. get in here. We need you. And uh, like, literally it was, it was like Defcon seven because all of the equipment went down. Right. And so they had to go to another studio because CeCe spilled Ooh, champagne. They have rules. We'll never forget yeah. that. That was, <clears throat> that was it. That was memorable. Like so here's a cool, like, I, I'm not an artist. I, I can't sing. I would love to. I sign me up for karaoke all day long. I'll perform, but I, I have a terrible voice. And <laughs> even my daughter tells me to stop singing. So <laughs> I, I want to understand what this would feel like. So you, you write a song, you're by yourself. You write this song. You hear it on the radio for the first time. That's really cool. What's it like to stand on stage with thousands of people who are singing it? I feel like, um, I feel like Iron Man. Mm. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. has that thing right above his heart. And if he gets, I don't know, whatever, if he's mad enough at the bad guy, puts his arms down and just this ray of light comes out of his chest. Power. This is literally the best answer. That raw <laughs> energy of getting the chance to stand on stage at the Calgary Stampede or Big Valley Jamboree or Boots and Hearts, you've got 30,000 people. This is sacrifice, this is hard work, mm. this is everything that all you've put into this, this and it's all come to this moment that is three minutes long. And I get to experience that for three minutes in this <laughs> energy <laughs> that I just give to the crowd. And the best part about it, you guys, is it's a competition between me and the crowd because yeah. I just gave them everything I possibly can. And I sang and my veins are popping and I'm sweating and I'm singing this epic song that's up tempo or truly pulling at your heartstrings. And then 30,000 people do the exact same thing and give it back to me. Right. And I get to do that for 90 Ping straight pong. minutes or two hours of back and forth. And we one up each other song after song after song. It's indescribable. 
but I try to paint the picture of this feeling in my chest that just goes out in just this blast of energy. Yes. Yet it's a transaction because they give it back to me I, for 25 straight songs. I feel like I'll never watch another person perform live without being like, they are Iron Man. They're now Iron Man. They are. So here's the, <laughs> here's the cool thing. Your kids, so maybe cool. you've never thought about this. Maybe you have. If you haven't, I'm glad I'm bringing this to your attention. <laughs> Your kids are blessed because they they get to witness both of you. You're both entrepreneurial. Yeah. They get to witness both of you create your lives. We like to call it a creation shift. Most people in the world today, they do their the standard nine to five. They pay their bills. That's what life looks like for the majority of the people. But there are very few people that get to do what they are passionate about. They get to create what the next move is. And I can even reverse it because now you're on the entrepreneurial yeah. side of things and you're creating your programs. What is it like to see your partner live out this passion that they have? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I um, I definitely can relate to what you're saying when you feel, you know, you watch Britney. I feel similarly when I watch Brett write music as well, like when he tunes into that and sometimes it takes a little bit of time and sometimes it just flows out so quickly. Um but I would agree with you to get to watch someone and witness someone be their whole self. And for me, it's like to witness you fulfill your truest calling. I always mm. joked that Brett, like when God made Brett, he had a mold of like this country singer and he just like poured the cake batter in and out comes, you know, little Brett Kissel with this cowboy hat and his guitar. And yeah, I mean, I get super emotional when I see him out there. Like I ball like a baby. I just cry and cry and cry because people, I don't know. I think it's a really beautiful thing. Like there are artists who, um, let's say have anxiety with the public, which isn't Brett, but still like choose to show up and share their gift. There's all these layers. It's like, you may be incredibly gifted with meeting people and connecting with people, which, which Brett is like, he loves to meet his fans. He loves, I'm, I'm not that person. Like I'm a very behind the scenes. Hi, I'm over here, but like, I'm not crazy about being like, I get a little anxiety when there's like thousands and thousands of people, but to see him get up there and to share that gift with others um, to share pieces of himself and, and he's only become more and more vulnerable with his music. Like as the years have gone on, it's not about, you know, writing a hit as much or, um, doing something that's trendy, but like what resonates with you obviously resonates with others. So to see him tap into those parts of himself and then choose to share that with the world and everyone who wants to sign up and listen, I think is, um, is a really rare and vulnerable. You get up there and you don't know, like what people, I always know what, how people are going to react, but really there's like, there's a chance that they might not embrace it. And then to see the way that they embrace it and the way that it moves them or changes their lives is, is really powerful. There's, there's one lane here. And that lane is, do your fans love you or not? And everyone has fans. If you're nominated, you've all got fans. But then it's like, which fan base the most is the most dedicated, <laughs> is the most loyal, is Fair the most invested. fierce, is the most crazy for you. Mm -hmm. And so it speaks volumes for sure. It, 
it's, 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 yeah, it speaks volumes. So to receive that recognition in the night um, is unbelievable because we all have support from the industry, but this is that one step, um, one step above for me. And so I'm extremely grateful. And what, what I did this time around is I've got this fan club that uh, is called the Kissel crew and it's 16 uh, members and they started this without me. They've got an Instagram <laughs> account, but as I got to meet all of them over the years, these are 16 super fans. And super fan has a negative meaning to most people. And I feel it's one of the most special things because these are people uh, that I truly believe would do anything for me. So this, the Fans Choice Award last year, I gave it to one of them, physically gave it. And I said, you know, everyone in the Kissel crew, pass that award and mail it like the sisterhood of the traveling pants. Yes. And so it's going across Canada right now. And each one of my fans in this exclusive group mm -hmm. are living with the trophy for a week. And then they're just posting about it. And they're telling everybody at the grocery store, they're telling everybody at work was one girl, she took it to work and she just like anybody who wants to visit with it at work gets to hold this trophy. So it's, it's actually spreading so much joy. Yeah. And it's more their award than it is mine. And now I'm just proving it. It's the, That's cool. It's the Kissel, the Kissel hood of the traveling. It's award. so, it's so Canadian of you, like the Stanley cup to allow each member to, yeah, to have it for a week. That's pretty cool. I, yes. can't, I can't help but think when you're talking about the biggest fan base, there's a scene in the movie Anchorman where each station comes down and they have this oh, yeah. fight. Oh, yeah. As you're talking, I'm thinking, all right. Brett's got his posse with him. Who's got the grenade? I think yeah. I just killed him. Yeah. Where did he get a yeah. grenade? Uh, Brick, uh, Brick, I, I think you need to lie low. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think you need to lie low for a while. Trident? Yeah. <laughs> I gotta watch that movie now. Uh, you guys, this has been That's so much fun. Thank you so much for sitting down and talk with, talking with us. We're actually going to talk to you again. Uh, we're going to do a little Christmas special. And uh, we will fly down to Alberta and drink your vodka ASAP. <laughs> You're Deal. invited. You guys love each other so much. And it's it's evident. Yeah. It's evident. It's a very special relationship that you guys have. I know it takes a lot to make it happen. And uh, I'm so glad that you were able to share it on the show, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. We appreciate your time. We do. It's our pleasure. Thank you. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.